common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. You can find the pod most everywhere you find your podcast, including the WDBO app, WDBO.com. You can also find it on Spotify, and you can find me on the radio each and every weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 with Orlando's News at noon, 12 noon, every weekday on WDBO and in the WDBO app. Okay, so I, I talked with a buddy of mine the other day. It was over the weekend, and uh, this friend of mine has become sort of, uh, I guess, apolitical, if you will. He just thinks that both political parties are corrupt, which they are. I mean, let's tell it like it is. Uh, And he's just kind of thrown his hands up in disgust at the whole thing. Maybe you know somebody like that. There are a lot of them around these days. Folks who feel disenfranchised by the political system, those who feel as if they've been betrayed by the system, people who just get so fed up with the American political scene that they just totally tune out and focus on their own lives. And I told him, look, I think every American, to a certain extent, every American kind of feels the same way, really. But we can't lose our voice. We can't lose our voice, man, because once we do that, it's done. Like our democracy, our republic, it's over with. And the Washington swamp, which has become humongous, that machine takes over. We can't shut up. We can't become disinterested and apathetic. Now, he would argue that the swamp has already overrun this country, and I get where he's coming from, but like I told him, there's a fine line there because if if we rely on politics for our alpha and omega, if politics is all we know in life, if that's our only foundation, we're going to lead miserable lives. (laughs) If we're relying on politics to make us happy, forget about it. It's not going to do it. That's just the nature of the dirty business. If we rely on politics as the foundation of our lives, we're going to be miserable as human beings. We just are. But we have to be engaged because this is our country. Now, case in point about politics, by the way, immigration, especially at our southern border right now. President Joe Biden is to blame for what's going on at our southern border right now. And it's astounding to me and many Americans, astounding that we cannot get this thing solved. Why? Again, going back to my buddy, politics, right? Pure and simple. It's politics. Immigration has become a political football. So we keep kicking that football down the road, if you will. And don't look now, but after President Trump had tamped down the illegal immigration issue with sound policies at the border, here we go again. There is currently a massive surge of migrants along the U.S. border with Mexico. And oh, by the way, despite what Ms. Jen Psaki says at the White House, this is a legitimate crisis at our southern border. Remember old Uncle Joe on the campaign trail said all the right things. The woke left loved what he said on the campaign trail. He campaigned on easing immigration controls, a moratorium on deportations, an end to President Trump's wait in Mexico policy for asylum seekers and halting construction of the border wall. That's what he did on the campaign trail. It all sounded so good to the woke left, man. It sounded great. He was saying exactly what they wanted to hear. Kind of like, let's defund the police. Remember that, by the way? Let's defund the police. And I don't mean to take a tangent here, but how's that working out for you guys right now? How's that working out? Cities that got caught up 
in the emotion post-George Floyd's death. Cities that were shamed by BLM and other extremist organizations are now paying the price. Take, for instance, Minneapolis, ground zero in terms of the death of George Floyd. Minneapolis last month backtracked on its original push to defund the city's police department after residents there basically begged the city to hire more police officers. They're fed up up there. They cited longer response times, increased violent crime, so the Minneapolis City Council voting unanimously to approve $6.4 million in additional funding that police had requested. Police Department in Minneapolis said it only had 638 officers available to work, roughly 200 fewer than usual. That's because of an unprecedented number of officers quit or went on extended medical leave after George Floyd's death and the unrest that followed. So crime skyrocketed in that city. Violent crimes in Minneapolis ballooned by 21% in 2020. Matter of fact, in late January of this year, Minneapolis imposed this so-called crackdown on carjackings in the city. Like, it's pretty sorry when you have to impose a crackdown on carjackings, but said carjackings have tripled, according to the city of Minneapolis, tripled. So let's go ahead and defund the police. Again, the woke left playbook. It all sounds so good and forward thinking on paper, but that's the problem with liberalism. Go ahead and try to implement this stuff in the real world. I digress. Let's get back to the failed politics of immigration. So the new Biden immigration platform basically gave migrants good enough reason to believe that it would be easier to get to the United States if he were elected, right? And thus, what you do see on the border right now is what he asked for. That's exactly what Joe Biden asked for. And the Biden administration right now is not allowing reporters into certain facilities down there at the border. The administration says it's all because of COVID. Oh, okay. We're letting these people come into our country in droves. And yet we're concerned about the reporters' health and safety. Yeah, right. This is all on you, Joe Biden. I'm sure you've seen the photos of some of these folks on the border with white Joe Biden t-shirts on, right? This is on you, Joe. Since taking office... Biden has given these migrants good enough reason to think that they might be allowed to stay. His immigration bill would offer legal status and a pathway to citizenship to much of the U.S. undocumented population. Uncle Joe created this crisis, and yes, it is a crisis. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. And by the way, these are official numbers. Lord knows what the real numbers are. But in December, 71,000 people were apprehended as they crossed the southern border. That's December. All right. 71,000. That number rose to 75,000 this past January and nearly 100,000 in February. By the way, that's the highest level in 14 years. And the numbers in March, folks, we're about to set another record. In the first week of this month, apprehensions reached almost 5,000 a day. This is on you, Joe. What the heck did Joe Biden and his new administration expect? I'm trying to figure this thing out. Like, what, do you, what did he expect? With all the talk of immigration on the campaign trail, he had to expect something like this was going to happen, and yet no plan? No plan? Nada? Nothing? We're just going to sign those, whatever it was, 50-some-odd executive orders and, and have no plan for the southern border. That's what we're going to do. Now, I just saw today where Biden's new Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, said that everything was under control at the border. Yeah, right. His nose was probably growing as he said that. He also said earlier this month, quote, we are not saying don't come. We are saying don't come now because we will be able to deliver a safe and orderly process to them as quickly as possible. Dude, 
It's too late. They are coming in numbers unlike anybody has ever seen in years. I kind of sound like President Trump there, but they are. The, and the numbers keep rising. And because the Biden administration wants no return to detention policies of the Trump years, it's releasing thousands of asylum applicants into the interior of the United States. And guess what? We'll never see those folks again. And believe me, word gets around fast. Don't think that those releases in turn are not going to encourage still more people to try their luck at forcing their way into the U.S. That's the way this stuff works. And look, I consider myself a compassionate person, okay? A Christian first and foremost. I am for immigration. I am for legal immigration. I am for our politicians to solve the immigration issue, okay? My great-grandparents came from Syria. They came from Canada via France. We're all immigrants here. We all understand what Lady Liberty means to the world. The United States, despite all of our problems, is still the shining city on the hill to the rest of the world. And what these people, most of them very, very poor, what these people go through in order to get here from Central America is grueling. It's extremely dangerous. And by the way, expensive. And I don't know where these people are getting the money, but the cartels that control access and help smuggle people across charge up to $8,000 a person, eight grand a person. Now, again, I don't know where this money is coming from, but fact of the matter is most of these people are desperate. They're desperate for new lives in the U.S., just like my great-grandparents were in the early 20th century. I can't say that I blame them. I don't blame them. But here's the deal. When these people expect to be refused at the border, many of them stay home, as they did in the final couple of years of the Trump administration. When they believe that the door is ajar, increased numbers race to grasp the moment. That's what happens. And that's what's happening right now. And Joe Biden gave those people hope. I thought it was interesting that President Biden, along with his wife, the first lady, the vice president, the second gentleman, they're all out on the road this week trying to sell their $1.9 trillion so-called COVID rescue plan to the American public. Why? Why is that? Because at last check, folks, at last check, 75% of the American public, which for me is hard to believe, but 75% of the American public were in favor of this new law. Why do I think that is? I think that many people are looking at those $1,400 checks and going, yeah, I'm in favor of this law. But I've got to think when those checks run out and people see what this new law is all about, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Really? Most of us have no idea what's in this new law. But why is Joe Biden barnstorming the country to tout the new law when 75% of Americans say it's a good idea? I'll tell you why. Because they desperately want to take some of the attention away from what is going on at the southern border. They know it's a crisis despite what Ms. Jen Psaki says. And truth of the matter is, this is a man-made crisis at the border. All the campaign rhetoric, it sounded great. I'm sure it sounded great to the woke left. But here we go again. Politics at its worst. The real world has kicked in, and now we've got a major crisis on our southern border. And that crisis, by the way, is your fault, Joe. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says Podcast today. Appreciate you being here. Find me on the radio on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 every weekday at 12 noon with Orlando's News at Noon. I'll see you next time here on the Inez Says Podcast.